So, you want to launch a subscription box and don't know where to start? Girl, you are in the right place. I'm Julie Ball, a subscription box coach, and your host here at Subscription Box Basics, a podcast for new and aspiring subscription box entrepreneurs that want to avoid overwhelm. So grab a coffee, some pen and paper, and let's have some fun. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today. I have a super special episode today because it is a two-part series with my good friend, Eric Music. Yes, we are doing a Coach's Corner where we decided on two topics that we're gonna talk about. Part one is right here. We're gonna be talking about mindset. Part two is on Eric's podcast, The Subscription Box Show, and we're talking about growth tactics. So listen to this episode, then head over to Eric's. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Enjoy. All right, guys, we are going to dive into something that's super, super important. You probably see people talking about mental health all the time, and there are some common mindset challenges that we as subscription box CEOs deal with all the time, and just in general, business owners too. So I have my friend Eric Music from the Subscription Box Show on with me today. What's up, Eric? Hey, what's up, Julie? Thanks for having me. This is great. This was a great idea you had to put together, and I love the subject. I'm very passionate about it, so this will be fun. Yes, so this is part one of our little two-part series, and so we're just going to dive right in. We're going to do this like round-robin style. Eric and I have kind of brainstormed some of the common mindset issues that we personally deal with, and then we're going to give you a tip or two of like how we push through those. So I'm going to throw the mic over to you, Eric. The first one we're going to talk about is just like this overall mindset, right? This doesn't have to be hustle all the time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think uh, I'll, I'll get right into it. I think you said it best on JLD's podcast when you were on Entrepreneurs on Fire. Congrats on that, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. If you haven't listened to that, go and listen to Julie's interview with, uh, with John Lee Dumas. Crushed it. But yeah, you mentioned like sparkle, hustle, grow. He's talking about, well, the, the, the hustle part, it doesn't have to be always hustle. You need some time to reset. So overall mindset, um, I've got kind of a few things I want to talk about. And I think a big one for me is being organized. And I think when you're organized, it can bring peace of mind. It can reduce stress and anxiety. Um, and sometimes we keep ourselves so busy. And sometimes we're actually what we call fake busy, right? Where we're so we're, we're trying to stay busy, but we're not too sure what to do. So being organized can really help um, cure that overwhelm and, and that overall stress and anxiety that you think you have all these things to do. But when you're nice and organized, it can help with that overall um, mindset. Yeah, I love that. And we were just talking about before we got on on the podcast about one thing that's helping us stay organized is a planner. And if you guys haven't heard about um, mm -hmm. the new subscription box planner by Jessica Principe and Becky Hoy, it's a collaboration. You guys need to check that out. We'll put the links in the show notes. Yeah. Um, we, I think Eric, right? We're both pen and paper kind of people. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so nice to have a planner and just an idea of like, what am I going to do today? You're right about that fake busy though. Like sometimes I'll look back at my day and I'll be like, what actually did I accomplish? Yeah. yeah. Um, but if I go into the day with my like top three, like these three things have to get done. Um, I always feel so much more productive. Like I'm actually moving the business forward too. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a good one. And the, and the planner, we were just uh, oohing and eyeing over it yesterday, not to kind of, uh, you know, not to get lost in the weeds with this planner thing, but it's fantastic. Check it out. Yeah. They are sold out of the printed paper ones, but they're supposed to come, I think late January is what Jessica was saying. And then they are having still, you can download the digital one. So um, right. go ahead and check that out if you want to, start off the new year's being organized. 
Yeah. And clean up your desk space. People like, (laughs) is your desk cluttered? Well, if it's cluttered, then no wonder if you can't, if you feel disorganized in your business or you don't know what to do every single day. So that's just like a really simple tip when it comes to organization. Yeah. And I think uh, just to keep going on the overall mindset, if you don't mind, I think good routine too. What do you think about routine? I think good routine, a routine is very essential to staying organized, kind of staying with that whole organized mindset thing. Um, You know, sleep, and I, uh, I sleep's important when it comes to good routine, your bookends. So your, how do you start your day and how do you end your day? Those are mm-hmm. so key. Um, I think good in garbage out, right? Like what are you putting into your brain every day? There's so much going on in the world today. Um, you know, we don't need to get into the, what we, we all know what we're talking about. Right. But yeah. you know, you, you don't have to absorb all that negative stuff all the time. You know, what do you put into your brain is going to be huge and what comes out of your production as well. I agree. It's all, you know, a lot of what helps me be successful is personal development and making that a part of my routine. So next time you're about to pull up your news app to dive into all the bad news Mm. of the day, open up your podcast app instead and listen to a mindset um, podcast episode or listen to one of our podcasts, you know, something that's going to feed your brain in the, in the way it needs to be fed. And when it comes to routine, that routine can involve like really good habits. And that doesn't mean though, that you were talking about those bookends, what works for you? You know what I mean? That doesn't mean you have to be in the 5am club where you wake up and you have like this extensive um, routine in the morning, make a routine that's going to fit for your lifestyle and specifically fit the season you're in. So Mm. I'm in a season where we're homeschooling and we have one child. She's 10. That's a very different season than you're in right now, Eric. You have how many kids and what ages? Like you <laughs> five. We're, we're at five now, yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. So five. And you know, that season of having a um, you know, really, really young child too is very different than what I'm in. So mm. had I looked at my routines and my habits of that season of my life, it's different than what it is right now. And that's okay. Yep. And it's yep. and it's not the same as the gurus, you know. Like it, you don't have to always do um, something that's going to stress you out just because a mentor says that works for them. Yeah, and I think yeah, and I think consistency in your habit is more important, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, I'm definitely not part of the five a.m. club. I'm a night owl, so I I wake up at seven a.m. That's about as good as I'll get. But but make, making sure you know, by the bookends in your sleep routine, you can still have a routine in place. I know I need at least seven hours, eight optimally. So yep. I know if I'm in bed by eleven. That's pretty good for me. If I'm at midnight, I can still pass because I get my seven hours. But yeah. that's for me. It's my seven hours. But I I start my day with some quiet time and some reading and some prayer, and I end my day the same way. And I think those are important to have that routine in place. And again, yeah, don't go with um, necessarily what the gurus might suggest, although it might be some fantastic suggestions and they might exactly. work for you. Um, but yeah, I think um, whatever you're going to do, stick to it. Like I don't have an extensive workout regime, but I just do a little bit every morning. I know I can stick to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been doing it for a number of years now. So I think whatever you do, just stick to it, stay consistent. Yeah. We were just studying habits in Sparkle Hustle Grow in December. Like that was our theme. And one of the things that we talked a lot about is removing obstacles that prevent you from doing the habits that you want to do. So for me, um, my morning routine, I like to start slow. I usually get up around eight, you know, like I am not an early riser. Um, one of the first things I do is I have a devotional. And so I have a book and it's right next to my bed. That makes it easy for me to like grab it, read it before I even get out of bed. And then that's almost like the launch pad. And then I, you know, brush my hair, brush my teeth, wash my face. 
And then I get my coffee. Like that's my morning routine. And then I, I spend some time with my family and I dive into work. So it doesn't always have to be complex, but also think about setting yourself up for success by putting things where they need to be that yeah, you know, it's that. not going to be a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. And look, you're a guru, you're a subscription box guru, and that's what works for you. So that's a perfect one. You have some examples from all types of people to follow. So yeah, good routine is, is, is key. Um, do you have anything more on that one? Cause otherwise I'm going to go into plugging into a community. Ooh, go ahead. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. I think, you know, as we're building our business, sometimes we can feel on an island. Maybe some of our friends and family members are all working, you know, nine to fives. And here we are trying to do this extra thing and we have no time. Right. right. Um, so first of all, we're going to go back to the organized, but yeah, plug in community like where you can lean on others that are in the same boat as you. But just one thing to caution there is like, just be careful who you're taking your advice from, right? Like you don't want to probably take your advice from someone like you, Julie, who's been there, done that, who has, you know, fruits to uh, to show from what you've done. So I think plugin communities are great, but sometimes you can get lost in the weeds too, um, mm-hmm. where you, you don't want to, you know, advice is great and I appreciate everyone's advice, but sometimes you also want to make sure you're getting it from the right sources. Uh, it's okay. We're not, plugin to community could be a course, you know, it could mm-hmm. be subscription box bootcamp. It can be plugging to community, a Facebook community. It just, it could be a mastermind. It could be a number of different things, but I think um, once you, you're part of something bigger than just you, you can always fall back on others and it's okay to, ask questions, Yes. Um, um, ask questions for sure. People are, especially in our community, right? In the subscription box, I think people mm-hmm. are always willing to help. So I think um, it's okay to ask um, and it's okay to lean on others for support. Yeah. I don't think we were meant to do entrepreneurship alone. I don't think we're meant to do parenthood alone. I don't think we're meant to do any of that stuff alone. And yeah. so I think that you make a really great point about being in community. That's part of why I even launched my subscription box. I had moved um, from Charlotte, North Carolina to Asheville, North Carolina. And I was in a new physically, like in a new location where I didn't have any friends there yet. And I was feeling really lonely. And so I was trying to find my people and finding them online was so much easier. And then building the box. And it's funny. Um, a lot of times when we survey our customers, they say they join for the stuff, but they stick around because of the community. Huh. Love it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm and I'm not surprised because nope. we I I think we all need each other to lean on to celebrate wins to ask questions and when you talked about finding the right sources I think that's super important because I like to find people who have gone before me yeah. and maybe they're a couple of steps ahead of me and they're willing to share their you know so-called war stories and we can learn from their failures and yeah. um, just have forward progression faster because of them. And that's what a mentor is all about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't have one, try to reach out to people that might, you know, look at past guests on Julie's show or my show and, and ask. Sometimes there's just something as simple as asking. Again, going back to the ask and, mm-hmm. and leading with value is, is, uh, is always a good way to go. Did you want to tackle the next one? Yes. I want to talk about money mindset. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because that is one of my biggest challenges. It was massively blocking me from success when I first started my my box business. And I think it's really important to talk about money mindset because what you find with a subscription box is you're spending a lot of money before you make it. So for example, we purchase our products three to four months in advance. We're not going to see that money, that revenue as someone buys those and receives those products for three to four months. Yeah. That means you're on this continuous cycle of like money in and money out. And if you don't do the work to 
not only the mindset work to understand like emotionally how that's going to help you and hurt you, but the practical training too, to understand how the accounting side of it works. I think they go hand in hand. Um, For me, money mindset apparently was deep rooted. I didn't realize this until I started doing the work. And um, I'm going to make two recommendations of authors and podcast that you can listen to. So Jen Sincero, um, she is the author of the You Are a Badass book series. And so she particularly has one that's called You Are a Badass at Making Money. And she's got this like trademark humor. It's It kind of makes light of this otherwise heavy topic. And then the other um, recommendation I have is Denise Stuffield Thomas. She has both a podcast and some books that, you know, and she's a little bit part woo. Like there's a lot of things in her <laughs> books that are going to like push you a little bit. And I'm, I'm part woo too. Not like, you know, I'm very practical about things, but I, I can dream big. And I, I like to look at the, you know, so-called woo side of things, but yep. she had in, in her books, she has you do these exercises that I, I'm, I'm not even kidding. And I'm not trying to be dramatic because I can be dramatic. I felt sick to my stomach during these exercises as I was unpacking my, my money mindset blocks. And when I woke up that next morning, I felt like a new person. Like I had worked through some things. So if you're ready to do that money mindset work, those two authors, Jen Sincero and Denise Duffield Thomas are some great resources to help you through it. So do you, do you resonate with this? Do you have any money mindset issues? Yeah, I definitely did. I grew up super um, uh, mediocre, kind of like middle middle Canada kind of thing, right? So I think um, you know, even knowing there was a, I was able to do something else than just work at nine to five. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like there was yeah. no no one here really rises to become you know great things. It seems, or it's so it seemed, right? So yeah. I was never taught that you could do anything you want. You See, can, that's you the mindset you were stuck in, right? Yeah, I was stuck in that mindset of mediocrity, like you know the. So I think. Um, a book for me, if I could recommend one, The Compound yeah. Effect is a good one from Darren Hardy. Mm-hmm. The Compound mm-hmm. Effect is, is just basically on all the little things you do compound. You're, you're either going up or you're going down. You're never really going in a straight line is kind of what he explains. So all the little things you do, those routines, that that organization stuff, it's either pulling you up or it's pulling you down. So um, you're in control of your, your, of, your, of your mindset. And especially when it comes to money mindset, if you were raised similar to what I was, you have to get over that. It could take a long time. So the doing the proper things on a routine basis is going to, is going to help that overall. Yeah. And I would encourage our listeners to think too, about we are told in society or conditioned to think that wanting money is greedy, but I've never been able to be as generous and as like helping as I, as I can be when I have money in my hand. You know, whether that's, you know, donating to somebody or being generous with my team or taking them on a trip or being, there's all kinds of things. So many amazing, positive things you can do with money. It doesn't have to equate to greed. So we have to kind of recondition our thoughts around money that it's, it's healthy. It's okay to want to earn money and to, um, you know, grow your business. That doesn't make you a greedy person. No, it does not all. I think, you know, the hospitals and the universities and the museums and all the great things that are built uh, are not built by people being mediocre and broke. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're built by people that have money. And so you can do great things with money and you can do bad things. So um, money's not the root of all evil, right? Bad right. people are the root of all evil. Like you're so, yes. yeah, again, it's all about how you, you condition yourself with your, with your routines and mindset. So yeah, I, I couldn't agree more on the money mindset stuff. Cool. Okay. Moving on. What's your yeah. next one? 
yeah, being in the proper headspace. And I think we kind of touched on those things, but I think being, and I love that you mentioned that because I actually just interviewed two young girls and I think they should come on your show. They're fantastic. We'll talk about that after, but um, they're talking about that. How, if you're not in the proper headspace, I think what can happen is you, 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 it can affect your box and your, your, and your business, because let's say you're in a grumpy mood and you're not in the proper headspace and you're, you're trying to work on your business. You know, I've had bad days. You've had bad days. Just recently I had a very bad day and it affects the way I thought about my business. It affects what's going to be going into my business. It affects the way I respond to my emails and all the different things. So I think being in the proper headspace can really um, help your business forward. And it's going to, almost like having a, uh, an effect of the, the product that comes out. Does that make sense? I hundred percent agree. It's the same thing is if you know, you're grumpy and has a ripple effect on your family, it can have a ripple effect on your business as well. And I feel like we're in the trust tree here. So I'm going to be like brutally honest and share that a lot of time for me, that comes out as resentment. And Mm. if something's not going the way that I wanted it to go or that I expected it or projected it, and, you know, that might mean sales or, you know, I'm not on good terms with Facebook ads right now. Like we are not friends (laughs) and I feel some resentment and, you know, towards that, because I used a lot of Facebook ads in the past to um, replace our churn. And then when the iOS changes happened, that really switched gears for us. And I poured a lot of money into Facebook ads that didn't convert. Um, we're, we're just, that was just not, yeah, I see you put your hand up too, Eric. Um, we have just not re-cracked the code. Now we've been good with list building, but we haven't been able to crack the code with conversion ads. And so I felt deep feelings of resentment. And this is so weird. Like I'll share this with you guys. Um, for me, I'm the kind of person who silos my feelings and I, do therapy to help me through it. And I can physically feel pain in my body when I have resentment in a very specific place. It's my lower right back. It's crazy. Sometimes I need that physical representation, that pain to snap me out of that headspace where I'm like, Oh, something's going on. And I'm not processing those emotions. That pain is almost like my red flag to say, Julie, okay, get back in the right headspace. Like what's going on? Figure this out. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it's tough to snap out of it. I was talking with this over the Christmas holidays with a buddy of mine. Like, what happens when you go into that little mini depression mood and you're yes. grumpy and you just can't seem to snap out of it, right? And it's it's tough. So I think um, again, going back to leaning on someone, you know, just being able to talk to him through it, right? It's like, okay, you know, like how do you snap out of it? And then I think you know, find a mentor or a friend you trust and you can really have those conversations with when it's really not going well because you want to kind of cower and be alone. But I think it's so you need to kind of push out of that. And again, using your bookends and your routine and mm-hmm. leaning on your community and all these different things all kind of come, uh, comes together to help you out. Yeah. It's okay to ask for help. Yeah. And you know, what helps me a lot. And this is going back to that hustle all the time. Um, a lot of times when I'm in that headspace, it's because I've been working too much and not playing mm. enough. And yes. all that means is like, get your butt outside, go for a hike, get some fresh air, do whatever you need to, but like walk away from the computer. And those are those moments where, you know, I might think I need to keep hustling because hustle equates to success. And that's Mm. not always the case. We, um, I find myself falling into bad habits sometimes. And I have to remind myself, um, we, we like to look at the business at sparkle hustle grow as seasons of hustle and seasons of rest. And we try to plan those out. Um, now when things change and there's like fire drills, that always kind of puts me in that bad headspace. And I'm like, okay, okay. I I need to go play. I need to do something fun, you know, 
bring some joy back into my life. So that's, that's one of my big takeaways here is to like, when you start getting into that bad headspace, like look at your calendar. When was the last time you went and had some like joy and fun and play? When was the last time you went outside, even if just for a walk with some fresh air? Yeah. Yeah. Or take some time off if you need to. I think mm-hmm. um, we, Christina and I, my wife and I, like we run our subscription box company, right? And we hadn't taken time off since we launched in 2019. And over the last December, we basically, I took uh, three weeks, four weeks off from the, from my podcast. Good for you. So I, I had se- separated myself from it just to take a mental clean break. I needed that. And for the business, we took a full week off and you know, over the, so, but even if it's just a week, that week was like, we talked about it was last week. We talked, yeah. so between Christmas and New Year's, we took the full week off. We tried not nice. to touch anything as much as possible. It was fantastic. We're like, oh my goodness, we really needed this. We really needed this time off because we were just, it was at the point where it was just hitting the walls. And I think um you come back to it now, it's like in the new year, fresh start, let's go. And now you're, you're refreshed. I think so being mm-hmm. in the proper headspace, sometimes you need to clear, clear some room for some, some new time. So yeah. Agreed. All right, moving on to the next one. This is this is a topic that I think is going to resonate really well with our aspiring subscription box entrepreneurs. And this common mindset challenge is fear. Ooh, yeah. Fear of launching, fear of failure, fear fear of success even. Like what if it works really well, then what? Um there's just so much fear that can be a part of the entrepreneur journey. This is something that I, I deal with, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since 2011. I started my box in 2016 and fear has definitely been along for the ride the whole time. Um, one of my, the, one of the ways that I combat this is I ask myself, what's the worst that can happen? Yes. And when you look at what's the worst you can happen, and then you ask yourself like, okay, what does that mean? Am I, am I going to live through this? And like, what's going to change if that worst thing happens? And more often than not, it's not going to be the end all be all. Like Mm -hmm. you might have to pivot. You might have to change some things. Yes. But like, seriously, think about what is the worst that can happen. And um, all along my entrepreneurial journey, I have pushed through tons of fear. Um, Believe it or not, like, you know, I'm extroverted, right? But believe it or not, I hate live video. Like I just get scared. (laughs) My hands start to sweat. I try to give, I like come up with five reasons why I shouldn't go live. And, you know, and sometimes I give myself the grace and be like, this isn't worth the mental stress and I just won't do it. But -hmm. sometimes I'll push through and be like, Julie, come on, like, just, just go live and say what you need to say and then move on with your day. (laughs) Sometimes that thing you're fearing is the thing you need to do as well. Yes. which is, is, is key, right? I think um, you can use it. Yes. And I, I do the same thing. I so, so certain things terrify me and it's like, sometimes, yeah, it's not worth it. And I just need to take a, a break from that. But sometimes it's like, if I'm honest with myself, I'm like, yeah, that's the thing I need to do. That's why mm-hmm. it's it's so scary. When you do it, it's like, it gets less scary. And then you do it again and it gets less scary. And then you, there's another thing that's going to be scary and you need to do that thing. So I got to, yeah. So fear is crazy. I think fear starting fear mm-hmm. of sharing you know, all these different things. Yeah. Right. And I think having, um, again, going back to the mindset, having an abundance mindset versus one of scarcity. So I think sometimes people, I remember we, we had an idea, this is the greatest idea. We're going to keep it to ourselves. And, and then there was this fear of, of sharing it. And there was this fear of starting because of what, what, yeah. what would happen, you know? So I think, um, yeah, having this, you know, learning to have an abundance mindset that people are not going to steal your idea. And there's, there's an, uh, enough for everyone or a fear of there's, there's already this idea out there. Well then, What's your what's your value proposition? Like make yeah. it unique, make it even more like you said on on GLD's podcast, right? Make it more make it more niche, like make it yours, like make it 
have your tribe. It's not, for, it's not going to be for everyone, but make it for yeah. that specific audience. And, and don't, don't be scared to, to share that with, uh, with the world. Yeah. And I think the last thing I want to say about this is you're not for everyone. I'm not for everyone. Our mm-hmm. listeners, guys, realize yeah. you're not for everyone. And yeah. when you get clear on who you want to serve, when you show up, it's going to automatically like magnetically attract the right people. And it's going to repel the wrong people. <laughs> and don't be fearful of repelling those people because they're not your target audience. Anyhow, they're just going to yeah. give you grief that instead like embrace that. That's kind of like this automatic, like, oh, they've disqualified themselves as a potential mm-hmm. customer. That's cool. Move on with your day <laughs> and I can move on with mine. And so I would encourage everyone listening to not be fearful of of that when it comes to sharing your your idea, sharing about your launch and sharing your journey because that that's part of like it's almost like natural selection, right? So you want those the right audience members to or the right target audience to resonate with you and to repel those other ones because there's they would be nightmare customers anyhow. So yeah, and you're still going to get them anyways, but it's okay when they when you get a bad review. Remember you were, you know, you were saying on I think it was one of your podcasts on you're talking to you know how it hurts you when you're reading bad reviews. I remember, you yeah. know, it was maybe this past summer, right? And yeah, those suck. And it, you know, yeah. but you got to just go through them. That's not, that wasn't the right people, right? That's not, that wasn't the tribe. And that happens to every subscription box. Just don't be, don't be scared of starting. Just start. And you know, what's the worst that can happen? You got to, and, and, you know, it's okay to be really honest with that as well, because the worst that can happen could be, you could lose your job. You could lose your business. You could have to restart, but there's always another business. There's always another job. There's always another way. So you just got to really get honest with it as well, because it mm-hmm. can be pretty crappy and it could be yep. crappy. But yep. again, what what is that worst? What is that crappiest thing that could happen? Right? Yeah. And if it helps make a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Oh man. I feel like this is a great little therapy session, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> this is really fun. Yeah. Are we ready for the next one? Yeah. 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 Let's okay. talk about the next one. Okay. The next one comparison. So yeah. um, the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to comparison is, you know, people want that again, going back to fear of starting, um, you're, you're looking at where you're at to someone else's, right? So there was a the old saying, like, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20, because yeah. that's so true. Like someone who's been there, like Julie, yeah, it's intimidating to think, oh, oh I can never do, um, you know, what Julie's doing my box. I should have started in 2016, or I should have t- started in 2011. Well, you should start now because yes. there's, you know, there's always going to be another challenge. There's always going to be another algorithm change. There's always going to be something else, another challenge, a shipping delays, uh, whatever. There's always going to be something. It's no different than something that happened in the twenties and forties and fifties and seventies and two thousands. And now it's happening right. again. So there's always going to be something, but there's also opportunity with that. So I think um, be careful when you compare yourself to someone else, because I think everyone has a unique situation. And as long as you're plugged into the right space, plugged into the right things, anyone can, can build a business. There's no question about it. Yeah. I think for me, when it comes to comparison with other boxes, I think one, it's important to be unique. So, you know, what is it that's different about your business? But two, it's like, you need to take the time to define your version of success and let that be what you compare your progress to, not Mm. to someone else's success. So let me just give you a quick example with Sparkle Hustle Grow. I never set out to be the next FabFitFun or to have 10,000, 5,000 subscribers. In fact, we know what our our optimum numbers are. I call that our sweet spot. That's right around that 1,000 to 1,200 subscriber mark. That's a place um, based off of revenue based off of workload, based off of my current team, that is a sweet spot where we can sit and 
not stress out too much, not feel overworked and where I can still be generous to them. Now I've been asked on podcasts before, like how many subscribers do you have? And when I would tell them that I would have to preface it by saying, don't look at that as lack of ambition. It's just, I know what success looks like for me, Hmm. my family and my team. So when you fall into that comparison trap, I encourage you to stop and think about, okay, what is my sweet spot for me, my team, my family, my season of life and sit in that and compare and not compare to other people, but compare to it's your own race. Like you're not racing anybody else to that, that definition of success. So that's, that's my biggest um, kind of suggestion or or tip in if you suffer from comparisonitis. (laughs) I love, Oh, that's a good one. I love that. I didn't come up with that word. Actually we're um, in March (laughs) for sparkle hustle grow. We comparisonitis is the name of the book of the month. So as a group, all like these women entrepreneurs, we're all going to be studying this together. So if that resonates with you, then you're going to want the March Sparkle Hustle Grow box. Yeah, for sure. And you're relaunching at the end of February, is it? We so that's for subscription box bootcamp. Yeah, we're we're relaunching that at the end of um, February. So yeah, if you're if you're looking for a mentor, I can definitely you can DM me and I'll give you more more details on that. And yeah, and actually when we're done, Eric, we should talk a little bit about that because you're an affiliate for that um, for subscription box bootcamp. So a lot of your listeners, yeah, yeah, thank you, might find some interest in what you have to offer. So. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And I think just to l- wrap up the comparison thing, I think like sometimes people, you know, they get, you know, this mindset of like, oh, I have to, it's 10,000, 50,000 or, or, or bust, but some people just want to have a, keep their job because they love what they do, but they just yeah. want to, they've got this side passion that they want to, to put together as a business model. And that's okay. Like you might just want 50 to 150 subscribers if that's you, or, you know, you want to keep it small because you love what you do as work. Um, and you feel fulfilled there, but you just want to do something on the side, you know, yeah. that's fine too. Like what's your, your idea of success could be a lot different. Ours is this to grow as big as we can and to get acquired. And that's okay too. Like it, nice. it, it doesn't matter. Like I think, and then we want to start different things. Like, so we have a lot of ideas and so what is your idea of success to define it? I love that. And I think that's a great, uh, that's a great point. Thanks. All right, guys. So we have talked about so many common mindset challenges as a subscription box CEO, we really hope that you resonated with some of these and, and took away some tips that are going to help you get your head right when it comes to these challenges. I would love to know, like, did any of these really resonate with you or are there some that you're dealing with that you could use like a shoulder to lean on or a little bit of feedback on how to push through it? I would love to hear that. You should DM me um, um, on Instagram. I'm at subscription box bootcamp. And I would love to talk it over with you and help you push through those mindset issues because it's something that you're going to work through your entire entrepreneurial journey, but especially I feel like especially a lot of these hit and Eric, I'm not sure if you have feedback on this, but like at pre-launch, like that is when so many of these mindset issues are going to be hitting you from every angle. And now you have some tools and resources to help push through. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, to even to go further on that, I think it does even pass if you're past the pre-launch and you're maybe stuck between 
you know, wherever you're, you're stuck at some point in your business, you're going to have more of these things come here. Maybe now the fear of failure starts creeping in like, oh, it started well. Now it's not so well. Like mm-hmm. all these, wherever you're at in your journey, lean on someone. And same thing, I'd be happy to, if you want to, if you feel comfortable with Julie Grafe, if you want to re- reach out to me, I'd be happy to help as well at the subscription box show or at Eric Music. You'll find me on, on either one of those. So I'd be also very happy to help. So this is part of a little two-part mini series. To get to part two, you're going to have to go over, head over to Eric's show now. You're not going to go over to the subscription box show podcast to get the part two. So we're going to be talking about growth and growth tactics for 2022, right, Julie? Yes. And we have so many thoughts on those. So you guys should definitely head over there right now. And I look forward to talking about growth strategies. I know you guys are all ready to listen to it because 2021 had some challenges (laughs) and we're ready to make 2022 awesome. And we're going to tell you how we're going to work on our businesses and what growth strategies we're going to use. 100%. This was fun. Thank you so much, Eric. And we'll see you guys over on part two.